0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Only in Staten podcast. We're super excited as this is our first episode. It's Shiru Hassan here, Assistant Residency Director. Hey,
1: guys. It's Danielle Lang and the Medical Education Fellow. We're so excited to get started up with this podcast. Today's speaker is one of our PGY2 second-year residents, Dr. Batcheva Sholmson.
0: So let's actually just get right into this. Our first question for you is, why do you think opioid withdrawal is so important, especially on Staten Island?
2: Well, I think a lot of times when we have patients coming into the emergency department, we really want to look out for, treat and diagnose those life-threatening illnesses. But something you really want to remember is, we also want to help our patients who are in distress, who are uncomfortable and in pain. And that's exactly what our opioid withdrawal patients are going through.
0: And what are you looking for in terms of their symptoms?
2: So first, you actually want to look for who is a patient that may be going in withdrawal. Think of a patient who is taking opioids pretty frequently, even daily. Their body is now physiologically dependent on it. And for whatever reason, they suddenly stopped their dosage or they just started to reduce their dose suddenly. And some of the things that you can look out for and an excellent scoring tool that you can use is the Score. You can look for signs of restlessness, anxiety, unable to sit still, very anxious, sweating, yawning, uh, GI distress, whether that means nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. A lot of times these are often very subjective findings, which can make it hard for us as clinicians to see who is actually in withdrawal. So you can also look for more objective signs, look at their pupils, look for pupillary dilation, look at their forearms, look for signs of goosebumps, and that can help you in your discernment as well.
0: Those are such excellent points. I know I always have my MedCalc up when I'm looking at these patients.
1: Same here. That was an excellent description.
0: I wanted to ask you, what other options
1: do we have in terms of treatment for these patients in the emergency department?
2: So a really great option is actually uh, buprenorphine. That is a mu opioid partial agonist. And it's really great for patients who are going through cravings and withdrawals. And because of its partial agonist effect, it can often be considered a more safer drug. You have more flexibility
0: in giving it. What's the dosing and how would we give it in the emergency department?
2: So you can really start off with a dose like 4 milligrams and reassess your patient, check on them, see if they're still showing signs of withdrawal, and you can go up and titrate as needed. You can give another 4 milligrams, and if you need to, you can even go up to 12 milligrams, but that's really at your discretion. The way we give it, we give it sublingual, and a medication that we're often all familiar with, and another name for buprenorphine, is Suboxone. Suboxone is a combination medication. It is buprenorphine, that partial agonist with naloxone and antagonists and the reason why we give it sublingually is because when you absorb it um, sublingually naloxone has poor absorption but if a patient were to use it incorrectly and try to put it like injection wise then they may actually go on withdrawal so that's why we make sure we give it as a sublingual
0: and what are some things we should look out for when giving this medication
2: so actually i had a patient actually teach me this you really want to be cautious and make sure that you're giving it to your patients who actually are in withdrawal. If they're not yet in withdrawal or they're really early on in the stages, you can actually precipitate withdrawal. And those are the patients that you don't want to give buprenorphine for.
1: Yeah, that's a really, really important point. You want to make sure you give this medication to your patients in active withdrawal.
2: And
0: how long are we waiting before we start this medication?
2: If they're taking something like heroin or oxycodone, which is a short-acting, you would expect to see symptoms of withdrawal around 12 to 18 hours. If they're on something longer, maybe like a methadone, you would expect to see symptoms more around 24 to 48 hours. And once you got your MD-Calc, you pulled it out, you did your scoring, and you see that a score of 8 or greater, you know you can start treating
1: Besides buprenorphine, are there any other medication options for these patients?
2: Yeah, we also have methadone. Methadone works a little different. It's a longer-acting, full agonist medication. And oftentimes, we'll give this starting off with a dose like 10 milligrams. You can give it PO or IV. And if you need to, you can go up. Uh, Given that it has um, full agonist effect, usually when you want to start these patients on maintenance dose, you want to set them outside with an outpatient clinic
1: follow-up. That's definitely really important as well to make sure these patients have good follow-up. While they're with us in the emergency department, however, is there any other symptomatic treatment options you would recommend?
2: Yeah, a lot of these patients, uh, they may have myalgias, muscle aches. You can offer them some ibuprofen. If they're having GI distress, diarrhea, offer them some loperamide. And if they're nauseous and vomiting, you have a A lot of medications, Zofran, Reglan, Promethazine, but make sure you check that EKG for QT prolongation, especially if you're giving that methadone, because that also can prolong their QT interval.
0: I know some people consider clonidine. How do you feel about it?
2: I think clonidine is a great choice. It's a great adjunctive treatment. Once you've considered either giving buprenorphine or methadone for your patients who are still really restless, they can't sit still, they're anxious, give them a dose of clonidine. You can start at 0.1 to 0.2 milligrams, and you can even go up as needed. Um, I would just say make sure you monitor their heart rate and blood pressure because it can have side effects.
0: And how often would you repeat it? Uh, About every 45 to 60 minutes. Okay, so initial dose 0.1 to 0.2 milligrams and then repeat every 45 to 60 minutes, monitoring the blood pressure and heart rate.
1: Exactly. You're joining our very first Only in Statin podcast. It's been so awesome having you here today. Give us some really useful information about opioid withdrawal management in the ED.
2: Thank you guys so much. I had so much fun. I'm so happy I got to join you. And I really hope that I was able to give our listeners some info on how to manage their next opioid withdrawal patient in the ED. Till next time at Statin.
0: So obviously we can't talk about opioid withdrawal in our emergency department without speaking to the best toxicologist on Staten Island, Dr. Nima Majlesi.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: What are your thoughts on buprenorphine and I heard you started a protocol in the ED. Can you tell us about it?
3: I think buprenorphine has uh, basically revolutionized our ability to take care of these patients in the emergency department. When you think about what buprenorphine does, it not only treats their withdrawal but also protects them once they leave the emergency department and go back into the community. And when you think about what a problem opioids are for our patient populations, especially young people and their very high mortality after they've been to the emergency department, it really is uh, one of the most important things we can actually do for them when they come here.
1: I see that some protocols out there say to start with a dose of 4 milligrams, some say to start with 8. What are your recommendations for this?
3: I've really pushed to move more towards 8 milligrams, and the reason for that is that a lot of times these patients really are feeling terrible, and I want to be aggressive about getting them feeling better as soon as possible. And when you think about why we were using such a low dose, it was really for the purposes of a test dose, right? We were trying to make sure that we weren't going to put them in withdrawal make them feel worse, but what we know now is that the more aggressive we are with buprenorphine up front, the faster we actually can get them better. Even if they go into mild withdrawal after you give them eight milligrams, you can actually be more aggressive and give them another eight until you overcome that withdrawal state and actually make them normal again. So I think when you look at what's happened in our department, when we started out with four, we had a lot of uh, patient dissatisfaction. They would want to leave right away. They said, I'm not feeling better. But eight milligrams really makes a big difference. I think When you start at that dose, you can actually get them feeling better much sooner.
1: Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about some resources available at our hospital at Staten Island for these patients?
3: Yeah, I think I think what's important to remember is that we do have a lot of resources for this patient population. We have expert folks who are running around our emergency department who are there to help you get these patients as many resources as possible. Remember, any provider in the emergency department can provide these patients with intranasal loxone kits. Actually, even a PCA could go in there and give them an intranasal loxone kit. We have a great addiction medicines service um, outpatient, and we actually have a catch team inpatient as well. Um, but the most important thing to remember is patience with these people, with these pa- with this patient population. I think patience is key, and we actually have created a study um, out of NYU. They actually created a study in that we are participating in it where we have the ability to use our observation unit to actually take care of this patient population. Um, And the way this works is sometimes these patients will come in, and maybe they're not in withdrawal yet, or maybe they're, you know, maybe they won't get better within a few hours, right? And so what we're trying to do is study whether the ED observation unit would be an effective way Of taking care of this patient population and actually provide them with better care, whatever that may be, whether it be social work, whether it be outpatient resources, whether it be just really just trying to get them better sooner um, and making sure they're 100% better before they leave the emergency department. So I, I want everyone to remember to keep that study in mind because it is a great resource for these patients.
1: So how can we as providers, while working a shift, help get these patients their appointments with addiction medicine, per se? Is there something we can do while we're working clinically?
3: That's a great question. What we've created, basically, is a protocol of stabilize the patient in the emergency department or our ED observation unit. And then what basically you can do at that point is simply click um, the website where you can uh, join the REDCap website where you can actually register the patient into REDCap, submit an email to our addic- outpatient addiction medicine clinic, where they now will automatically generate an appointment for the patient the next morning at 9 a.m. The, the nice thing about this REDCap form is that it allows our providers to not have to worry about an X waiver, which we still encourage them to have. However, the, the need to prescribe patients buprenorphine from the emergency department is basically gone. Essentially, they all have appointments with addiction medicine the next morning at 9 a.m., and that allows them to have a specialist to be able to provide them not just with bu- further prescriptions for buprenorphine, but other outpatient services as well.
1: You guys heard it here first, Patients with Patients, RedCap, obs. Thank you for sharing all these awesome resources with us, and we will have them listed on the show notes. Thanks for having me. Of course. We'll see you next time on Only in Stanton.